To kind of go over why hosted checkout, I think prior to what or what was hosted checkout or what did we have prior and then what was the reason for you taking on the project and, and essentially starting it and building it to, to what it is today. I mean, I suppose a good place to start. Yeah, so our hosted solution was called the HPP, the hosted payment page before. Mm -hmm. um, and so this just worked with the previous iteration of the project or our product. Uh, it's still working with like most of our backlog of merchants. And then we built our, the new iteration of the hosted checkout to replace that. And I mean, the main reason was to uplift the front end and just to then integrate some of the new payment methods that we've added since the original hosted payment page was created. Mm -hmm. And so to have that all in one in this new product and a new iteration of the hosted checkout. And, and the previous variant didn't have those methods on it. It was straight sale card. It's straight card, yeah. And then since then we've added the digital wallets, we've added App Pay, Google Pay, um, and then Payment Bank as well. Mm -hmm. I think one of the key things that I tend to have conversations around with, with, a hosted for, with a hosted solution is the whole redirect piece. I think customers, some, some industries and, and, and merchants will see that as a kind of a, a reduction in conversion, if that's how you want to say it. But based on the fact that we built it or you built it the way you did, what was the driving force behind you saying, do you know what, I'm going to put all of this on one page. I know we're looking at hosted fields in the future future, but what was the reason for you kind of going, do you know what, yeah, let's put everything on one page and let's make it easy and seamless and essentially one integration for, for a merchant? Yeah, I mean, we can't shy away from like the facts that a redirect might have an impact on mm -hmm. conversion, overall checkout conversion. Um, but there's a balance to be had from a, when you're making business decisions about the amount of effort it would take to integrate a checkout solution that is built into your existing um, your checkout or your own domains and like mm -hmm. your own shopping cart um, checkout process. And so having everything available at one page on a redirect reduce the integration time massively because it's an integration just to one endpoint and then you get access to all the uh, payment methods that we publish on there. Um, and that's the card state and the card payment methods that are available will be available through that integration. But then in the future, if we add anything new or we make adjustments or improvements to any of those payment methods, um, those would come through into the checkout automatically because it's our page. And so there's nothing a merchant has to do to be able to adopt or receive any of the new updates, the product updates that we release. Yeah, and I think one of those I want to do, I do want to touch on is the whole kind of pay by bank piece. I think you you said to me in the past that we did some research based on, and you know, quite frankly, customer feedback saying that pay by bank wasn't necessarily the easiest thing to integrate on its own, or wasn't necessarily worth doing on its own. So was that something that you took on board and kind of said, well, do you know what? Let's let's integrate it into hosted checkout and. If they want it on, they can have it on. If they don't want it on, they don't have to have it on and they can switch and change that mm -hmm. within the back office. Yeah, definitely the second part of what you mentioned. So like the effort, whether the effort of integrating pay by bank is worth it. So we launched a pay by bank specific checkout, mm -hmm. um, a hosted solution probably about nine months ago now. And what we found since then is that there's a lot of interest in the product, a lot of interest in the capability that pay by bank offers. But it's not really proven as a payment method. So there's not, you know, 
conclusive data about consumer choices and how likely they are to choose Payback Bank over another method and then what the impact on a business's uh, ROI is for mm-hmm. their payment methods. So what we then want us to do is wrap that into the host of checkout along with cards and Apple Pay, Google Pay, so that it gives people the chance to be able to just test out Paper Bank mm-hmm. um, rather than having to do specific integration to justify the cost of integrating Paper Bank specifically. If they want cars and Apple Pay, they can just get Paper Bank there. They can turn it on and off as they want. They can run some A-B testing, anything they want to be able to, to essentially to prove the, you know, the effect of this mm. or the return on investment that Paper Bank can offer. I think the whole Pay by Bank piece is really interesting from a high ATV perspective. Um, we were talking this morning around it maybe being as, just as beneficial for low ATV, but it's more the high ATV things that um, where that kind of value proposition of the whole product comes in. But in the likes of Apple Pay, Google Pay, I think one of the biggest questions merchants have is, from my perspective, is how easy how easy is it to integrate? Which is, we've established is really easy, right? All forms on one page. Um, but from a checkout conversion perspective, you know, Apple Pay, Google Pay completely bypass the SCA process, but they often don't understand why that happens. And it's normally on the front end of the biometric piece. You know, like I have lots of conversations around why does Apple Pay completely bypass the SCA process, make it easier for the customer. And it's because the biometric is, or the authentication is done at the point of purchase rather than it being done throughout the second piece. Am I right in saying that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have Mm -hmm. some, to be honest, we have product managers who are more deep into the Apple Pay and that security side of things. One click checkout. I wanted to cover that uh, and tokenization. You know, can you talk to me a little bit about that and how you build that into the Hosey checkout? And is that something that some that we've you know potentially are we going to be you know pushing when it comes to the product and hopefully see some user adoption for? Yeah, that, I mean, so both those features, the ability to tokenize uh, save card details and then use those save card details to then offer a returning customer a one click checkout where they just enter their security code. Um, that's pre-built into the checkout flow, so there's nothing additional needed from the merchant side to be able to get access to those features. Um, it comes through on the front end. The user is able to choose whether you know they can opt into selecting saving their card details, or if it's for recurring payments to power that. Um, we can inform them that their details are being saved, so that gets handled automatically. And then the ability to send or present the customer with their card details. Um, all you need to do is just pass through that customer ID. And so, yeah, that's all pre-built, um, you know, on our hub, on our admin dashboard side of things, you have the ability to dig into like a customer's transaction history as well. So you can see everything that's happened over their lifetime. Um, and really just, yeah, it adds a bit more to beyond just single payments. And mm-hmm. check so from a, an equally, again, talking around the whole kind of keeping it simple for the customer and the equally the merchant. From a PCI perspective, right, that's all taken care of on hosted checkout, right? I think one of the one of the interesting things that me and Justin are having conversations around, or the common question we get asked is, although it's a hosted solution, am I still PCI compliant? Um, am I still? Do I have to worry about that? So, you know, could you just go into a little bit about that and how that kind of sits on the side? Yeah, I mean, plainly, a hundred percent of the burden for adherence to PCI compliance or being PCI compliant gets passed to acquired when you use the host of checkout. So we are completely responsible for the handling and storing of customer payment information um, because it's done on our hosted solution. We host all the data in our servers 
um, and we may make sure that they're PCI compliant. And so if you're using those Checo, a merchant does not have to go through the PCI compliance accreditation. Awesome. When it comes to decline reasons and stuff like that, I'm not necessarily decline reasons, but error codes are therefore yep. displayed on the front end rather yep. than the back end. Yeah, exactly. How does that work from a merchant? So a merchant gets charged for every, every payment request completed, right? Mm -hmm. Whether they're successful or declined, there's a charge associated with them. And yep. so when we talk about moving some of that to the checkout, handling some of those and moving or eliminating some of the bad payment requests being made, is on screen, we have like real-time validation of card numbers, expiry dates, CVV codes, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so we give the user some feedback in the form of descriptive error messaging to say like, this is a bad number, like it's not complete or it's definitely invalid. And we don't allow them to submit a payment request if they don't meet the validation. And so we try and catch some of that um, in order to, you know, help the user submit the right payment request. And the more you can do that, the more likely it is for them to convert as well, because they're less likely after submitting a bad request to have to go back and fill the form in from scratch, yeah. as opposed to just having to edit, you know, a number or two if mm -hmm. they mistype something. So can you, I, I'm fully aware of what it means, but can you go into what BIM validation means and kind of, as a, as a user experience, entering the first couple of numbers of your card details, mm. what does that do and how is that displayed on the checkout and what kind of you know, security does that fill the customer with, um, you know, from that perspective? Yeah, so bid validation, it just refers to generally the first six numbers of your card, um, which is an identifier for what card type that is. So whether it's a Visa, MasterCard, there'll be some other details around the actual underlying bank um, that's issued the card as well. Uh, and that information, we can, we'll, we'll read, we read it in real time and we can give the user some visual cues that like can just make it feel like a nicer experience by presenting mm -hmm. a MasterCard logo automatically if it's a MasterCard number. Um, that same likewise with Visa as well. So from a consumer point of view, there's some of the visual elements to it. From a merchant uh, point of view, uh, we can also implement some fraud checks or uh, some other, we call them bin blocks. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to, you know, in cases where you wanted to block certain types of cards, whether like prepaid debit cards or anything like that, that can be implemented in the back end as well, because we're reading that information in real time and we catch that before the payment request is made. So we can mm -hmm. tell the user that they're trying to use a card, which isn't supported um, by that right. merchant. And from, I think when I've looked at hosted, hosted payment pages in the past, I think one of the biggest value propositions of our hosted checkout is the customization piece around it. I think there are still so many payment gateways out there that will have a hosted payment page that is a completely non-branded payment page. Uh, quite frankly, they look poor. I think they are one of the main reasons why uh, conversion can sometimes be low. Um, you know, so can you just go into a little bit around our customization piece? What can be customized um, and how on brand can a merchant make it to enhance that kind of conversion piece? Yeah, so like because the checkout comes with the redirect, there's gonna be you know some changes in the screen, and so trying to make the customer experience as like seamless or at least as recognizable to the, the merchant's brand is important. Um, just so it, like it doesn't come as a shock when all of a sudden you're at a payment page, it looks completely different to what the previous page was, and so we allow merchants really easily to upload um, their color scheme, uh, their logo. Um, and you know, apply it in a couple different places so that you can provide some continuity from their domain over to the acquired hosted mm -hmm. checkout page.
and for for the the you know the benefit of the listener, if there is if you're ever really wondering what you might have, or if there's something that you buy from a regular brand or whatever it might be, one key key thing you can do to identify whether you're using a a hosted payment page or a hosted solution, just check the URL. If there's something on that URL that isn't to do with the brand necessarily that you're buying from, I think that could be a key identifier as to whether you're purchasing on a hosted perform, which is hosted by the payment provider, or you're using a form of integrated solution, which will have the full URL at the top. But Jamie, I appreciate it.